what's up you nerds i love doing that it's so funny i don't know why i just I, it's our like catchphrase it's like it's a thing been... that i do now i, I don't know <laughs> where it came from but it happened one day and now i'm continuing to do it uh what's up guys welcome back to yellow spandex where we talk about all kinds of goofy shit um today <laughs> we actually pretty much just talked about joker the new joker movie uh, spoilers uh especially towards the end it's all we we go through almost point to point on the entire there's no way to talk script. about the movie without yeah. spoiling it the whole thing you just you should pause this right now and go see it if you haven't yet yeah listen to one of the other podcasts <laughs> and if you're hanging out you're listening make sure to uh leave a review for us or uh, on apple com- podcast yeah. yeah or a comment mm-hmm. on youtube if you're listening there oh that's true all right and here we go <laughs> What are we talking about this week? Wait, did you, did you, are you still not seeing Joker or are you thinking about it? Um, I'm thinking about seeing Joker. Okay, we won't um, talk about that. We can talk about it totally, 100%. I don't care. Uh, if I go to see it, it probably will be, I'll probably get spoiled by it by the time I go see it. It'll probably be a week or two at least. Hmm. I don't know if my wife will be interested in seeing it. I mean, I, I don't blame you for not wanting to see it, especially mm-hmm. because of like how traumatic the movie is. Yeah. Uh, but. I don't know. I loved it. Like any thought that I had that it might have been a cash grab or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could totally see a studio exec thinking that. Yeah. But the people who made the movie, like Todd Phillips and all them, yeah. like they wanted to make a movie and mm. man, it was it it was so good. Like yeah. and um like it, it I don't know if the DC universe doesn't necess- I don't when I say DC universe, I don't mean like they should extend from this movie, which they kind of could and if you see it you'll see why. But like if they go for this like highbrow film thing for like mo- not all of them, but you know if they did like a highbrow, well they already did a highbrow like ish Batman film like Dark Knight stuff. Yeah, and if they did like this for like the rest of the DC universe, I could see it going like really good because like you know Marvel's kind of known as like the candy of movies and stuff like mm-hmm. really good. There's this I don't know, did you see Martin Scorsese kind of like yeah, that's one of the things like, we're gonna get into this week. Oh, okay. Well, I guess because he also time. produced that. He didn't he co- co-produce the Joker. Oh, he did. I'm pretty positive that Scorsese mm, co-produced it. Funny because I'm like, I know that the Marvel movies are different, but like, it's still a comic book movie, <laughs> you know. Um, I know that Todd Phillips said he was like heavily inspired by him because um, it's based on like Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy. Not based on. It's like they took that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert De Niro's in uh, Joker and King of Comedy. Oh, I didn't know he was in the Joker. Oh yeah, yeah. So in the Joker, he plays uh, Murray. I can't remember his last name. He's uh, he, he's basically like um, uh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Okay. Because the movie, it you assume it takes place in 1981, 82, because they reference the trash pileups in like the New York area, even though it's Gotham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very like 80s based. Like no one's carrying around cell phones, and uh, like strip clubs are like a little bit more prominent in like that vibe yeah. and stuff but anyway like i don't know it was if if dc starts taking these like standalone highbrow like kind of character um dives i think it could go really well because like i i went to joker because uh i was just curious and then also when all the reviews came back i'm like well i gotta see if i agree or not mm-hmm. and um And I was just like, the whole time, this is how good it was for me. You know, like, with any kind of art, you want to get, like, a reaction out of somebody. Every time, like, a big moment happened in the movie, which was several times, especially towards the end, everyone reacted 
and completely differently because I think you're just confused. You don't know what to do. Like there was one time where like I like was I was like shocked. I was like, oh my god! Vince laughed and some other person like cried. Like it, it was just like Chaos. it happens so in like instantly and like uh, heavily that like the first thing on top of your head, even if it's not appropriate, <laughs> mm-hmm. comes out, which is kind of funny because that's... It's like similar to Rambo where you're like, whoa! Oh, so this that, is like a dude getting like split his chest open. Kind of. <laughs> that one, I think like it's all the reactions <laughs> lean more towards like shock and like gross down and stuff. Yeah. This was just so, so many varied emotions, but it it's kind of appropriate too because he's very rarely referred to as the Joker in uh, this movie, but his, his name is uh, Arthur Fleck. Which yeah, someone pointed out like, is it supposed to be like a joke of like a Fleck, like a Fleck, or and, you know, but mm. no. but uh, he, I guess that's not a Joker's name in any existing property. So Arthur has a, I I, I think this is pretty well known, but um, Arthur has a real life affliction where he laughs as an emotional response to inappropriate situations, right? Mm. And apparently, Joaquin Phoenix like was around people with that actual um, this condition, yeah, to like. And so that's kind of part of it, but like, even that setup makes the movie sound like it's gonna be kind of convoluted, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna do that, but that's so weird um, because there's so many different like origin stories of the Joker, and they're <clears throat> all like slightly different. Like some <clears throat> of them kind of go back to like the I think it's Batman number one where they go back to it and kind of talk about the red hood. Like he was, he was the red hood originally. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's weird. And then there's this, the one in the killing joke, which kind of everybody kind of thinks it feels like is the original one. And it's, yeah, there's no, I don't know. There's no real Jason Leto is the well, new that's, one. There you're talking movies. I mean, he'd even supposedly be one of those jokers, even in the newer comics. Like there's supposed to be like three different jokers, but you don't know, like, are they from the same universe? Or you don't, mm-hmm. you don't, you have no idea. So like these jokers even was kind of even talked about possibly being, um, immortal, kind of like similar yeah. to, uh, Vandal Savage or something. It's where they've, and, uh, Ray Shal Ghul. Is he sure you with the spoiled? No, I mean, it's, it's totally a hundred percent fine with it. Cause like okay. I, my problem <clears throat> Like, I want to see it, mm-hmm. and then I also don't want to see it. I don't want to see it because I don't like origin stories. I just don't. I don't. I think, I feel like it's a lazy way to write something. Like, it's like, hey, guess what? We're going to just tell you exactly what happened. As opposed to, like, over the length of a big story, you slowly reveal what happens. So, hmm. th- this will be the first minor spoiler. And if you haven't seen Joker yet, and you want to see it, and you want to experience the whole thing. Although, trigger warning, if you have any sort of, like... <laughs> Uh, triggering from mental disability or anxiety or anything like that, or you're heavily affected by like traumatic, right? Like experiences, movies, you probably shouldn't see it or Rambo. Yeah. (laughs) But this, I think this is even worse than Rambo as far as like traumatic, like trauma. It was so based in reality. Like it made you really believe that this person's out there and that he exists. So this is the first minor spoiler and we'll ramp up the spoilers from here. I don't feel like it's an origin story. That's the biggest surprise to me Hmm. is it, wasn't an origin. I know that all of the uh, promos like kind of paint it to be like that, but really, he did become up to a place of origin. So, let's <laughs> <laughs> look at Vince like, uh, okay, okay, <laughs> but it's not an origin story. So, the and this is where it's going to get kind of like more into like spoiler territory. So the the movie by the time it ends, you're not actually sure if he's the Joker. Like he 
the, the entire movie is he's referred to as Arthur Arthur Fleck. They are in Gotham. Mm-hmm. There's slight mentions of different characters in the DC universe, but they're not really the only one that's like kind of heavily influenced in it. Is you hear about Thomas Wayne a lot, yeah, because he's running for mayor and he's rich. Um, this feels like not necessarily Trump himself, but like a rich political figure, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of in power or going towards power that doesn't isn't really a politician. Going to it. So I think Trump is like the closest analogy we have to it, but they, this is kind of painting like a, there might be more of this in the future, you know, like, um, so he, there's rich people. So there's the only divide in the movie. There's no like racial things or anything. The divide is like the wealthy and the poor. Yeah. And, um, there's, it's in a world where like, there's virtually no middle class, which sounds very familiar to right now. Um, and so Arthur is kind of, you, you, you like watch the entire movie, like the tension slowly build as the world is just awful to him. Mainly because he has this mental disability. Yeah, where he laughs instead of what he's actually feeling. So, like... And he also doesn't have, like, um... You know, like, when people criticize, like, Michael Jackson, like, why does he act like that way, blah, blah, blah. But also, he was a star from the time he was, like, five or something like that, you know? Yeah. like Yeah. So, not that... Arthur wasn't a celebrity, but, like, you can tell he didn't have, like, a normal upbringing because of various circumstances. Like, he was raised by a single mother. Like, mm. you saw in the trailers, he was taking care of his mom. It was a very loving relationship. <clears throat> oh, really? I thought it was supposed to be an abusive, somewhat abusive one. That's what they reveal later. Oh, okay. So, in the movie, like, in the trailers, you show him, like, he show, they show him, like, bathing his mom, and right. they, they have, like, a close relationship and stuff. Mm. His whole life revolves around working a day job as, like, a for-hire clown, like, you know, twirling signs or going to kids' birthday parties and stuff. And uh, going home to his mom, take care of her until she goes to sleep and he wakes up and does it all over again. Right. Um, but, you know, the opening scene, you see that thing that's in the trailer where he's spinning the sign, those kids, like, mug him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do anything. In fact, like, later in the movie, uh, his boss tells him he has to pay for the sign because he doesn't believe that some kids would steal it because they're like, why would they do that? He's like, even other people in the universe can't believe that people would just be awful to be awful. And... um then like he's on a like he he'll be on a he was on a bus at one point this little kid you know was a, a like all, like a toddler sitting in, in front of him yeah he's like staring at him like a kid you know that happens all the time like little kid and his mother but the mom's not paying attention she's you know she's looking forward and the little kid's just like people watching mm-hmm. turned around on his chair looking at him and just staring at him and so uh, Arthur starts he's you know he's not in his makeup but he's just trying to like make funny faces and stuff trying to make the kid smile. And so the mom like notices and she she accuses him, you know, she's like, please stop bothering my kid. It's like, well, he didn't try to defend himself too much. He's like, oh, sorry, you know. And then he starts laughing. And that's the first time you see like that affliction kind of happen. Yeah. Um, and she's like, is something funny? And then while he's like cracking up, he hands her the card that's like explains his condition that like, yeah. please give this card back, blah, blah, blah. Like I laugh at inappropriate times and stuff. So he, he probably got like embarrassed and that triggered like the laughing or something. Mm hmm. Oh, so that kind of thing just like it keeps happening, and then um, the uh, it's like every time he gets sad, he starts laughing out, and he's sad a lot because you <clears throat> see the pain in the laughter. It's great. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's the thing is like because you can tell he's trying to cry, but he like his body, like his mind and his heart, like wants to cry, but his body's like laughing. It's, yeah, his brain's all twisted up. That was the brilliance in Joaquin Phoenix's You acting. find out why in the at the end, too, yeah. why he like ended up with stuff like that. And that was so, another... But that was the brilliance in Joaquin Phoenix's acting, is like to show like that thing. Like, I don't know. He, they never br- said it. Brilliant. Like, you could just like, kind of see it. 
Um, and then, like, then you find out his co-workers are kind of, like, conspiring against him just because they think he's weird. It kind of, in a serious way, goes back to Dane Cook's joke about being nice to that one guy that nobody talks to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, everybody's picking on him. Like, this is a weirdo. In fact, well, early on in the film, one of the his co-workers, who's another for hire clown, like, gives him a gun. Because he says he needs to take care of himself since he got mugged. Later, you find out the guy was trying to set him up to get fired. Because you're not supposed to have guns at work as yeah. a clown. He's at a children's hospital. He starts dancing, and then the gun falls out of his pants in front of a bunch of children in the hospital. <laughs> he gets fired, and then, uh, but they find out. They, then the guy that gave it to him, like, tells his boss that like uh, Arthur was trying to buy it from him or something. There, so everybody's like conspiring against right. him and stuff. But it's not. It, it's weird because it's a lot, but it feels believable because i think everybody can think of somebody that got picked on a little bit more than everybody else you know Mm. that's what made it so real it made you feel bad for the psycho yeah well i'll agree is it zazay or zazzy beats she's already zazzy i don't know yeah she's (laughs) i heard somebody say zazay and i was like okay Mm, that's the french way so she she (laughs) she she had said during some promo that like you should be sympathetic of the character situation not the character Mm -hmm. he does do a lot of bad things Yeah. yeah Later uh, in the movie, you find out that his mother has been writing to Thomas Wayne every day because she used to work for him like 30 years ago. Oh, okay. And they, they're in a bad situation, so she thinks he's going to bail her out because he's a good man, and if, she, if he knew... He wouldn't th- let us live this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, big spoiler, later on in the movie, um, Arthur opens up one of the letters because he's never read them, I guess, Yeah. and finds out that Thomas Wayne's his father. He's like an oh, illegitimate child. Um, and so that's why she's writing him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, this is your child, like, he's eating these meds, all stuff, you know. Um, and then Thomas Wayne's, like, ignoring him and stuff. Now, this is where it splits off into several different, like, kind of timelines. Not timelines, but, like, stories possibilities. One, yeah. The whole movie. Because you know how, like, one of the best things about Joker's origin stories is multiple choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Not all. to mention, like, DC Comics in general is all over the place. I even this last uh, week read Crisis on Infinite Earths, which mm-hmm. I, I rarely ever read anything DC. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Uh, this new CW crap's coming out. I actually want to read this comic because it's apparently yeah, yeah. it's amazing and I, and it was really good. But uh, yeah, it was their their whole continuity is just bonkers. So <laughs> so they continued like the multiple choice here because they don't give you any finite answers. It kind of presents whether he's not he actual son or well well. So then he goes to a showing of Modern Times by Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. that Thomas Wayne's attending and like sneaks in as a bellhop and then like kind sure. of confronts he doesn't he's not violent at first he just wants to see his dad he confronts thomas wayne in the bathroom mm-hmm. and uh then thomas kind of gets like a little aggressive because he's like oh you're that woman she's crazy mm-hmm. like yeah. she was clinical so we had to like fire her and also you didn't know that you were adopted yeah like, she made up the story that i was your father but you were adopted so then you're like what what's happening. real yeah and then fast forward because this is, here's the, they, they introduce these little things throughout the movie and then they kind of come back to him so they, they come back to that mm. he's at arkham asylum mm-hmm. and or i guess a state hospital in this case right. um right. to look up records and finds out that not only was thomas wayne telling the truth like she was committed and to she, the asylum she, that was her file yeah she abused him or like let her boyfriend at the time abuse him the, like the kid was found like chained to a radiator and like beaten near to death mm-hmm. which they kind of imply is That's, why he has all the a lot of the disabilities he has. Yeah, right. But Thomas Wayne's a very powerful man. They don't make it clear if he doctored records either. Or yeah. right. If he was a love child and he like just it could have all been fake documents. That never gets resolved. But that's the feeling that um, 
Arthur has, you know? Mm-hmm. There is a split story of, like, I can't remember exactly how it went, but Joker's aunt being, like, crazy, and, like, whenever he's bad, she, like, bleaches his skin, mm. like, as, like, oh, okay. a punishment. That's really weird. <laughs> well, wow. I, and I didn't know this. Maybe you did, but, you know, in the trailer when he, like, walks up that little kid and, like, makes him smile and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Bruce supposed Wayne. to be Bruce Wayne. That's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, okay. And then Alfred comes up, and but they're all young, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which that for me at the time like at that moment in the movie like presented problems i was like well king phoenix has to be like in his like late 30s early 40s mm-hmm. and then thomas uh, like bruce wayne's less like less than 10 like yeah but then as the movie kind of goes along okay so then he has like this relationship with zazie beats mm-hmm. character i forget what her name is in the movie um that doesn't fit the rest of the movie at all it almost feels like a whole separate movie like mm-hmm. he's a different person and then you kind of figure out that she's the barometer for what's real in the movie and what's in his head. Because they start diverting into like fantasies mm-hmm. without any transitions. Right. And so like... You're still it, questioning what's real, what's not. Like I need to go see it again because I, I, I think that they put her in there. So when she's there... You know it's fake. Yeah. And besides the very first time they met. Mm-hmm. Because like there's times where she's in the hospital with them and like when the... His mom's in the hospital. It's a park bench scene, something like that. Also, they're on dates and stuff. And he's like, he's confident. He's kind of witty and stuff. And that's not... Yeah, it's not him. How he's always been, you know? Does he ever, like, try to be a stand-up comic? Yeah. Yeah, so the whole time he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, okay. Um, You do see... That's a little bit like the killing joke. So you do see one of his uh, stand-up routines at a place called Pogo's, which I guess was a reference to the killer clown that inspired It. It was okay. Pogo, Pogo, Pogo the, the clown, clown yeah. who like killed all his kids and stuff. Um, so he, he he does his routine, but he can't stop laughing because he's nervous. Mm-hmm. But they play the thing out that the audience feels like it's endearing, and Zazie Beetz is there, and she's like, "Oh, he's cute," you know. Um, but then later, so they they establish early on in the movie that um, Robert De Niro's late night show is Murray. like his favorite thing murray franklin that's what his name is it's what they watch every night him and his, him his mom it's their tradition every he gets home in time for them to watch that together and he idolizes him he even has a fantasy where murray like calls him out of a crowd because his weird laugh mm-hmm. calls him a son and everything um so murray i don't know how this actually worked because in the 80s like the closest thing we had to viral videos was america's home funniest home videos yeah so apparently there was video taken of this club of his set so you actually get to see it from like the real lens and pogos and uh, Murray Franklin shows it on his show because it was so awful, mm-hmm. and then it kind of shatters Arthur's reality because um, that's that's when Zazie Beats like leaves the room. Everything gets weird, you know. Stuff he finds out that he's adopted and stuff. He kills his mother. Oh, like, crazy! Like all the, he just goes on a spree because you could tell that moment he loses everything. Mm-hmm. Both his father figures, uh, Thomas Wayne, Murray Franklin. His mother's a liar, you know, like, or maybe he never had a girlfriend, like crazy. And so that's the moment he kind of, he kind of becomes like, quote unquote, like the Joker, because it doesn't matter. He's going to do what he wants to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an actual break. So I don't, I won't go too much into the details. We've talked a lot of time, long about time about it, but this, so he's, he gets, ends up getting invited on the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, biggest spoiler for the movie here, uh, the whole time they implied that he's going to like off himself on the show. Mm hmm. And when he gets there, he confesses to murdering the three people on the subway that you see in the trailer. Oh, speaking of, our friend Ben Warheit was one of the guys on there. I didn't notice that in the trailer. And then we were in the movie. I was like, I think I know that guy. That's Ben. And I looked it up and it was. So I just wrote on his Facebook like, hey, good. Yeah. Spotted you. Anyway, um, (laughs) he confesses to murdering these three people and everybody else. Mm -hmm. 
And then he just turns around and shoots Murray in the face on live television. And uh, it incites like a riot across. It was poetic, though. Like Gotham. all the lead up to the shot was very poetic. So like Gotham goes into like a frenzy. They'd already kind of been because after the subway murders, mm-hmm. he kind of became a folk hero because everybody hates the rich people. Yeah. So because Thomas Wayne at some point had called poor people clowns. So they all take this moniker of like the clown face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that already kind of happens. But once he kills Murray on live television, the entire city, everyone becomes jokers. And the reason they coin a Joker is because, like, Murray in a throwaway comment says something like, like, look at this Joker, you know? Um, so they kind of refer to that. But, like, even Murray is so throwaway that Murray doesn't even remember saying it. So the rest of the movie, you just see, you start seeing, like, Joker activity happening all over the city. And it just keeps elevating. And so, like, I'm not even sure if Arthur is supposed to be the original Joker. I just think it was an event mm-hmm. that sparked maybe what becomes the Joker in this universe right. or something, you know? It feels like they're tacting, they're like using little bits of like several of the different origins. Was there anything with Red Hood? No. Did he ever get I'm... framed for like a robbery or anything? Um, he gets framed, but not like a robbery. Like, I don't remember a Red Hood thing in there. There is a small Bruce Wayne thing mm-hmm. in the middle of the riots. Um, like the Wayne family's in the movie theater mm-hmm. and they're escaping. And then that's when the oh. key scene happens because one of the clowns does that. You see the pearls and everything. Oh, but, nice. So it's like classic. Okay. But like at the same time, then then it cut after this whole thing happens. You think that's going to be the end because he's like in the middle of a burning city, you know, like there's like millions, like no, no, thousands of jokers running around and stuff. You think like, this would be the end. And then it cuts to him like in an insane asylum talking to a social worker. And you're like, Is it Harley Quinn? No. Nah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But, but then you're like, was this whole thing in his head or was this section? Because he, he was clearly arrested after all this the whole time you're still thinking like what was real what was real did Mm -hmm. did he shoot murray in the face or was that another you know thing in his head and i watched several theory videos afterwards and like everyone disagrees on some people are like well clearly he killed him what happened afterwards might be different Hmm. well he didn't because this she wasn't there blah blah like it, it it was i don't know it was crazy and uh Made for such a great movie. Holy yeah. crap. But then he, he's talking to the social worker, and then, like, the closing shot is him, like, walking down a hallway. But as he's stepping, there's, like, blood footprints. So it's just, like, he, like, killed the social worker. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and so it's just, like, chaos. But I don't, that's why I don't think it's an origin story necessarily. Mm. I don't even think that he's the Joker. I just, yeah. It just seems like it was a movie about, like, a person that, like, so there's another possibility the way they presented it and maybe if you see it you can see see mm-hmm. what you think but like because that ending made it there's several points in the movie where like I don't know what point was real up until now including yeah. the ending so to me it left it open that the Joker might actually exist in this universe and that was his way of dealing with this he, he inserted himself mm. into the story because for all we know he never left the insane asylum like it could just be another story that he tells. Yeah. Like when in, in the Dark Knight one where he just keeps saying, you know, how, you know how I got these scars and it's just a different yeah. story every time. So like, I, I, I don't think he's, <clears throat> I don't think he's a joker. I think that might be the, the most sure, but I don't know. Cause, because like, um, if they do want to connect the universe, which I hope they don't, but <laughs> it is made so much money that they might try. Yeah. I think they said it's the highest October opening in history or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Beat out, um, I like I love how they were like smashing and I think it beat out Venom by like maybe twenty million or something. It's like <laughs> it smashed it. Like, well, I mean Wait, it did a little it, bit better. Was Venom October as well? Yeah, it's the same same Is that a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. 
Holy moly. Yeah, it was a year ago. Because Venom used to be the one that was the best October whenever. Oh, my. You know, it's funny. To me, um, this was different. than I I thought it was going to be similar to Venom because Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, you you had said before, like, they're trying to use the properties they have and make some money. Mm -hmm. I feel feel like, I don't know, just based on, like, the things I heard from, like, the director and the writers and stuff, they wanted to make this movie, and they took the opportunity to be able to have a big budget to make an artistic movie. Yeah. So maybe the suits were like, oh, yeah, this is a cash grab. But I think the intention to make the movies being made and the way they did it mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah. You could tell they were looking for like a, an award for this. Because Venom was clearly like, I don't think it's a good movie. I still got it because I think it's a good like in the background while I'm working on other stuff movie. But like Joker, man, like I have it's so emotionally effective. Yeah. Like it's crazy. From what I've gathered from some of the like the reviews that I kind of looked at, it seemed like Everybody pretty much likes it. Mm-hmm. It is doing pretty well. It could have been just another movie that's not the Joker. Like, it could have been, uh, what was that movie with Kevin Spacey in it? Oh, Gosh. Usual Suspects. Yes, Usual Suspects. I feel like it could have been something like that. It could have been like, this guy is crazy, and you just don't know, and it just not the Joker. I I don't think so, only because if they didn't say it was a Joker, I think mm-hmm. I'd have been like, are they copying the Joker? Because <laughs> like, there's so many like weird nuances about him you know mm. that like was still because the chaos it, it is very close to heath ledger's joker where he's just like what's the line he just likes to see the world burn you yeah know? i just want to see the world burn or whatever like i think to me it was like you you'd see what happens to a person when they when everyone in their lives puts them to a point where they have no reason yeah for anything you know like at their wits end Mm-hmm. Or what's the quote from Killing Joke? Like everybody's just like one bad day away from like being insane or something like that. But this is like his whole life, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then finally the moment, like you know, he loses everything. When I say loses everything, not even in the same way that usually you know you see like Deadpool or Daredevil and stuff, and they lose everything. Like this guy, like he, he doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to live for, you know, like in a very real sense. But I I think going in I was thinking well maybe if it is a good movie it'll probably be a movie that didn't have to be Joker. And I'm like. Yeah. If it was, then I'd have been like, this is a lot like the Joker. You know, <laughs> <Exactly>. like, <laughs> yeah. It well, was too intertwined to not be like a stand. It can't, couldn't have been a standalone. Like, like it was just Arthur Flick or whatever, and that was the character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The hook was that, that it was tied into the Joker thing, and that, but it was also portrayed and painted as like he was one of the first to start that, like, revolution of Jokers. So that's the part I forgot to, like, kind of mention is that subway scene. Those guys you see in the trailer like harass him, mm-hmm. and then that gun that he had in the f- previous scenes, yeah. he just kind of gut reaction. He shoots them. He shoots two of them, and then one of them, our friend Ben, tries to get away, and then he shoots him in the in the like not in the car subway car, but in the subway, mm-hmm. and then uh, runs away. And all the witnesses only see like a clown, like a, clown. Like a face, a clown face. And so that story becomes like a because those three guys are Wall Street like guys or Wall whatever. Street guys. So uh, I guess they're like. They imply that they're um, employees of the Wayne family or something. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the whole, like, the news and everything is just kind of like, you know, fuck the rich, mm-hmm. kill the rich or whatever, which is another thing that makes you think that this might be in his head because what news headline says kill the rich <laughs> Yeah. and stuff. But it kind of sets off this thing where, like, the grand public is just like, yeah, the 1% is the 1% and we're the 99, you know, mm-hmm. like, let's take over. Yeah. It was, it was a great interpretation of like what it would be like to live in the life of someone who had this condition, you know? Yeah. And that's the weird part. Cause I, when I, all the way through the movie, I just felt like conflicted. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should care about this person or not. Like, 
the the story and the way they make it feel is like you you you're feeling for this person, but in your in the back of your head, you're like, this dude's nuts. He's he's gonna kill these people. Mm-hmm. And then you see him kill the people. But like, uh, you know, I didn't see the mom thing coming though. Me neither. Or the Thomas Wayne. There's several things I was like. I saw the the other murders coming, like not the subway stuff either. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I saw that coming. You, you too. see some other things he kind of gets revenge on, which is it incredibly know. gory. Yeah. Okay. Um. Not not as bad as Rambo. Okay. <laughs> so he's not like pulling out people's no no <laughs> eyeballs, he, he, eyeballs and other things. He just <laughs> things are just kind of <laughs> his heart. His hand still makes me laugh. That's so <laughs> hilarious. Things are just kind of like sudden. Yeah. Um. There's one point where he kills the coworker that gave him the gun. Mm. Uh, but another coworker is with him, mm-hmm. and the other coworker is the only one that was nice to him. So uh, it's funny. It's kind of like that Dan Cook thing. He's like, "Thanks for the candy," you know. Like <laughs> he he like kills him in his house, and the other guy is like crying, he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And he's a little person, mm-hmm. so he can't read. Like, so Arthur's like, "You can leave. I'm not going to do anything to you. You're the only one that was nice to me." So he tries to leave, but he can't reach the lock. Mm-hmm. And so like is Arthur's like messing. Other? Arthur's like messing with him. He goes. Ugh. And he's like, oh, he starts crying. He's like, oh, okay, sorry. And then he can't get the lock. He's like, he gets the lock for him the whole time. The guy's like, uh, uh, like. Yeah, there's so many different emotions. Does he kill him? No, no. He, oh, let, let he lets him go. But it's just, it's just like. You don't know? <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, like, it, it, he, I feel like, was the the proxy for the audience. Mm-hmm. It was like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just saw this guy get murdered. Yeah, what did he do? Did he just like, stick a pen in his eye or something? He, or? he puts, before he opened the door to say hi to the two fellows, he put a put a scissors in his back That's pocket. That's right. Ooh, ouch. And then he just stabbed the guy through the eye, under the neck. He, he let him come in. And they both come in and they t- talk, talk to him about, like, uh, your, your mom died. You know, we're just making sure you're all right. But he was—he already snapped at that point in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was just looking at the big guy, who this is the one who's trying to frame him for the gun thing. So he he knew he was going to kill the big dude as soon as he, they, he let him in. And then the little guy, yeah, he just, after he kills the big dude, he's just like, no, you're, you can, you can leave. Like, you're the only one who's nice to me. And then he's trying to leave and he's like, I can't, I can't open the door. It was hilarious. He let, it finally, yeah, lets him, lets him go through the door. And then he just goes back to like being his crazy self. And that's when you see like him, uh, like dancing down the stairs that you see in mm-hmm. the thing he's and everything. Like free finally, yeah, of all this. So like, I saw this uh, afterwards from uh, they had an interview with Todd Phillips on Vanity Fair, I think. So he did something that was odd because he feel he says he feels like music is so important in films. Mm-hmm. And I actually, as a musician, like really love this. He had the composer score the entire film from the screenplay before they shot anything. Oh, weird, and weird. Then they had the soundtrack playing on loop as they were filming stuff because he he said he wanted to uh, soak into everyone's performances, like the actors, the cameraman. He wanted everyone to feel like a beat. Yeah. So like, then did they do. Did they do voiceover for everything then? I don't know. It's all leaking into everybody's mics. <laughs> well, there's know. these long like shots of him dancing. So and, maybe that's and part of like just the music, you know? Cause, yeah, because like yeah, like well, and also like I don't know if they're doing dialogue if they necessarily play it or if they that's like. True. You know, it's just music because you see all the people on the bus. You know, they're just on the bus. Yeah. No, I'm talking about dialogue scenes. Uh, I wonder if yeah. it's like playing up until the point they record they or like something. Cut, cut it before the dialogue. They mm-hmm. just want everybody to like live in. That's the a sonic. great idea, though. Yeah. I mean, like. Um, you know, as a musician or whatever, you want the, uh, 
you want everybody to be in the same room when they're mm-hmm. recording like a band because you know everybody kind of moves and feels off of each other you know everybody nowadays kind of like let's do the drums just first and it's just click, we're all click, trying click. to play to everybody the next plays thing. to click trick yeah i remember click josh track. josh and i went to click, click. college click, for click, music click. together <laughs> and i think it was there i learned from our professor dr johnson I didn't know this before because we were working on something and he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to get a picture and then you're going to score the picture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why would I do that? And it, and then that's the first time I learned that that's how it worked. And mm-hmm. now, of course, it's you know, standard. Like we know because Vince and I have done stuff for for sync and stuff like that. Yeah. We're like we have a picture and we have to like make the music work with a picture. And that's a norm. But like I still don't. It feels weird because like music is based in like meter for the most part. It's not necessarily a picture, so like, yeah. Not that it has to always be that way, but the fact that it's like a norm to set music that's supposed to be into a tempo or something to a picture that's not necessarily is like a weird thing to me, you know? Like, yeah, and and what if they come back with like, oh, we want to extend this scene or add this or that? Then yeah. like, what what do you do? We have, we have <laughs> a know? we have a friend that scores if like you extend the track. Yeah. yeah, we have friends a friend that scores like big Hollywood movies and mm-hmm. stuff and. I, the only reason I won't say his name here is because he had a bad experience with a recent blockbuster mm-hmm. where that happened. It, it, it broke him. Like there was a good like three months he didn't work. He was broke. I, I didn't think he was going to do music he anymore. He turned into the Joker and <laughs> they made a movie about, movie well, about him. Because they, they did this movie and like every time they did an edit, they're like, you're going to have to rescore this whole thing. We're going to go back and redo the orchestra. And it's like, I don't know how, how many it, times did he say he had to redo it? Yeah. He, I mean, he had, every time they had to redo something, like a smallest thing, they had to pull a hundred piece orchestra back in. Yeah. And he, he had to rescore conduct you know stuff he, he just broke him and then they end up not using any of it and rehiring somebody else oh but he still got paid but it was just like yeah. it was like it was like a year or two of his life of redoing things over and over you know oh and that's like a you know kevin smith i guess he was doing a bunch of stuff for prince mm-hmm. for oh prince. yeah the, the documentary a documentary for prince and they hired him in and they, i guess they paid him and everything for it but it's like oh well, this is gonna be crazy when this releases and the lady that's in charge is like oh this is not oh, gonna release yeah, this is gonna for go him. on vault <laughs> well, now it might, because all this, apparently all the vault stuff is just being slowly released. I I might be wrong about this, but I, I think in one of the um, like Kevin Smith stand-up DVDs, he said something to the when he was telling that story. He said something to the effect of like, uh, "Oh, okay, like uh, we're gonna film here and here and here." And then Prince said something like, oh, don't worry about that. Well, he's usually with cameras that are already installed. And he's like, what? He's like, camera. <laughs> <laughs> they're like everywhere. And then he's worried that they're in the bathroom, I think. Yeah. They were. They, he had cameras everywhere. Oh, dang, that's creepy. <laughs> the moral of the story is Prince was the Joker. He also did the bad dance. So that's <laughs> I can't believe that. There was an entire album Prince did for that Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So cool. But yeah, guys, go see the Joker if you haven't seen the Joker. Unless any of what we just talked about is triggering. Well, actually, <laughs> if you've heard it now, it's probably spoiled. You, like, you know, going in, it's rated R, and it's about a guy named the Joker. Yeah, you know, going into That's, this. Did you see all the things like the warnings, like don't do not bring your kids to this movie? But it's for stupid people, it's for saw, people who want to complain. Phil DeFranco like pulled up some bad reviews of the Joker mm-hmm. and uh, oh, for like major papers and stuff, and he was like, "This just really surprised me, like what the criticisms are." And it's like. The, like this one big reviewer was like, it made me feel uneasy or sad, and he was like, "Okay, what else were you expecting from a movie about a psychotic clown?" Exactly, <laughs> that's rated R, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, now that we we've basically explained the entire movie, like who, who was our favorite Jokers, or is there one? If can you rank them at all? Like, would you rank the Jokers? Because right now we know four film film Jokers, right? 
you know it's tough because I can't think of like one I didn't like. Hmm. You know what I mean? They like all had their different. I things. could definitely think of a cartoon one I didn't like. There was a, I think it's the Batman. I think was a, a while ago, mm. and there was kind of more of like they made like almost like a Rastafarian Joker. <laughs> oh, I didn't like, see that one. Like oh, we're also going to say like my knowledge is limited to the films and nineties cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> who do we have? We have the first Joker, Cesar was, Romero. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless there was was there That's another television. older movie that was television though, right? Well, Caesar they had Romero. like well, they had a Batman movie out of it, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then we, uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Right, Jack Nicholson is probably the one I remember the first, and he, yeah, he was like the mo- movie Joker. Yeah, he felt like the most of like like you were saying, Rod. I, I've said this on the other like live streams and stuff. Like he's in my head bad guy. Jack Nicholson's Joker was like the movie villain, um, and then Heath Ledger when that came out, I was like, oh, I'm scared that he's gonna. He actually was like on the streets, and then after I saw Joaquin Phoenix, I was like, take that back. Heath Ledger is also a movie villain. Yeah, well, I'm afraid Joaquin Phoenix is sitting in front of me in the movie theater, <laughs> like that Joker. Yeah, um, Mark Hamill was a great Joker. I would though. say if if you could include cartoons, Mark Hamill's would definitely be the best. Mark Hamill. I just recently saw Batman Ninja, and that Joker was actually pretty good. Yeah. It'd be funny if he was Rastafarian. <laughs> like, I don't understand the tone of this film. Oh, gosh. I'd have to show you to you, actually, to be honest. Like, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Sounds, I, you, you know, know what? what? When I say I don't, there's a Joker I don't like, yeah. I, I didn't have enough of Jared Leto's uh, Joker to know. My gut tells me I wouldn't have liked him. <laughs> mm. I, I heard some weird stuff about Jared Leto, too. Like, he would, like, leave dead animals at people's houses. And- yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's that looks, looks like a Scooby Doo like. villain. <laughs> it looks a little more sco- like Scooby Doo. You know what? I did see that cartoon with mm-hmm. that Joker. Yeah. yeah. Which one was it again? It was the a, Batman. The I Batman. Believe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. It was a cartoon a little while ago, probably uh, five years ago, funny. six years ago. Yeah, it's so weird. They would make him like a that Joker. Yeah. It's a weird choice for that. I think like I don't know Heath Ledger's Joker. I think was the first time I saw it like dark. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, you're allowed. They were allowed to be dark at that point in time. I feel like the Batman or like Batman started off really, really dark. With uh, even in the comics, the very first comic is really kind of it's dark. Even with the Joker. In fact, with the, with the comics kind of leading up to the comic code, comic code authority mm-hmm. thing coming in, uh, they kind of after that they stopped using the Joker unless he was just being silly. That's why kind of the Caesar mm-hmm. Romero Joker is very, yeah, very yeah. laughy, silly. But um, yeah, you had. Jack Nicholson's one where it's really dark, and then beyond that, everything just gets goofy. Yeah. So out there. See, Jack Nicholson, even though he was kind of like, um, what's the word, villainous or like, I don't know, he was, he was, he was a little bit He's more mobsterish. Yeah, but then he, he had that that drug that made people smile and stuff. That was yeah. creepy. But that's but like, classic. That's like yeah. original. That's from the very first Laughing Joker. Yes. Yeah, that's the Joker that I remember. This was burned into my memory. Yeah, and um, as a kid, that show that yeah that, that creeped me out as a kid, but I couldn't stop watching it. it was yeah. so good. <laughs> but then the Heath Ledger Joker showed me like what was like a dark dark Joker. Yeah, would you know? Would, and and would it be. wasn't like a made up thing, like you know, laughing gas. I mean, laughing gas is real, but. The, you know, he was just blowing up crap and killing people. Yeah. Mm. It's, it was just different. That's, I guess, that's the the core of the Joker's character. Is what we like is like it's multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't see a gang or people. You know, like in the first mm-hmm. one with with Nicholson, you saw like his gang or the night night uh, when Batman would drive through like the alleys and people would jump out and he'd have to fight that night gang that had all the paint that would glow in the dark at night. Remember all those scenes? I forget which Batman that was. It might have been Batman and Robin, actually. Mm. 
and I guess Joker that wasn't that uh, was Riddler that was in that one Riddler oh, yeah. and Two Face so that was <laughs> yeah. what Batman oh, Forever yeah. Batman old, Forever yeah got a whole different character that's, now that's, Jim Carrey yeah oh, that movie was so goofy that's that's that whole Schumacher thing which is funny you, you go back and take a look at it look at it and there's tons of little like documentaries of people like you realize the Schumacher and everybody else just didn't, didn't understand Batman at all mm-hmm. and it's just being like oh Batman you know he, he does this and fights crime and whatever you mm-hmm. know he's he, they, they obviously drawing more off of the like 60s <laughs> was it part of the uh Adam dark West. series where two-face dies and then uh there's bane and i guess joker was in that bane too. is definitely in that um what was that batman and robin george clooney was the bane one the uh, the newer bane one. Oh, oh, you know Yo, you're talking it, about it, dark uh yeah. dark knight rises is that what it was one. was that with joker was in there too no it just had tom hardy as bane because mm-hmm. the heath ledger joker that was with Kristen Bale as Batman. Yeah, yeah, those dark, those that's dark, dark Knight. Series. Yeah, that's the Dark Knight. I'm trying to remember all this now because it gets there's so many Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets all like diluted in my head. I think the the only of, of the live action Jokers that I'm not as familiar with is the Cesar Romero one because mm-hmm. I remember as a kid watching that, but it was like Bam Pow, all that stuff, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the Catwoman. And stuff like more is a villain. Which is funny because there's three different Catwomen yeah, in right. that show. I remember Eartha Kit being one of them. Eartha Kit was Joker and Penguin. I just remember very vividly from those that Eartha, show. Eartha Kit was my favorite because she she felt like she had, she had that purr. She did. She had like, like the funny like the way she'd say things. <laughs> yeah, I, she was my favorite too, just because of the way she acted. Everybody else seemed like they were kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of. Was, <laughs> well, yeah. I forget who, Julie Newmar. I think is the other Julie name. Newmar. Yeah. We saw at LA Comic Con yes. when we were with you. Uh, when your kids were waiting on Stanley, um, and remember she said something like, "I got the gig because I started licking myself in the audition." Oh yeah, and we we're like, "That's a fun story, but a terrible story to tell like young girls acting right now how to get the gig." You know, she, like, <laughs> she had to become the Catwoman. Mm. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, the Riddler in the TV, the Adam West TV show, yeah, was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember just watching it, being like. I don't like that. Dude. <laughs> you remember King Tut? Oh man, I don't know. It's so, know it's so funny. That. I don't even think that he's a real villain. I think that he was just on the show and was, it was King like Tut? a he was a just a, a comic or somebody from the day that they like threw him in there. I just remember. I how love cool. that show so much. Like yeah. I just remember sitting with my grandpa and like it was just reruns and he liked watching it for some weird reason mm-hmm. and because uh, he's more like a sports fan. Yeah, and it's just funny he'd sit there and watch it with me and laugh and we'd watch that show and it's just so goofy and you didn't really yeah. care and it actually. That show actually kind of helped bring keep Batman from dying because Batman yeah. was almost on cancellation at one point in time, mm-hmm. and the Joker wasn't really allowed during that Comics Authority thing, mm-hmm. uh, Comics Code thing, and uh, he was allowed, but it was just you couldn't do anything very overtly violent or overtly sexual or anything like that. So yeah, I mean that show kind of carried it for a while. Mm. And then Val Kilmer killed it. <laughs> it wasn't as George Clooney that killed it. I, I think I can think yeah. of, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite Joker, but the Joker that I could phone in at any time yeah. that I will watch anytime is the Lego Batman Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit of everything. Isn't that Zach Galifianakis? Is it? Because yeah, so. mostly because I, it finally points out like the weird like marriage Batman and Joker have, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, yeah. the whole time they played off as like a relationship. Mm-hmm. But it kind of is. Well, like, that's how it always has yeah, been, especially like, since the killing joke. Like, I mean. Yeah. Like, it, you know, he's like, uh, he gets jealous of another villain and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. funny. Mark <laughs> Hamill, surely. Yeah, be. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, I think, are like Go Batman. Down in history and, is the best Jokers yeah. on the planet, for sure. Yeah. Batman and Joker. Uh, but that's another thing. Hearing Mark Hamill's Joker laugh, hearing, uh, 
Joaquin Phoenix's Joker laugh. Oh, geez. There's, so there's, the, yeah, there's this like very like, it's almost like they're vibrating on the same frequency because it gives you that like, like goosebumps feeling. Yeah. When you hear it. So definitely I would say, cause I still kind of think that I may be able to rank them in my head. I know it, it would be really hard for other people probably, but. I think Joaquin Phoenix is my new favorite Joker, and yeah. then it would be Heath Ledger, and then everybody else kind of just like mm-hmm. under that. Um, I don't think he'd be able to surpass uh, Heath Ledger or or Jack Nicholson for me, just for the for pure fact that it doesn't like this doesn't still from what you've even told me seems like a, a actual like in the realm Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So it seems a, like it's on the outskirts. That's yeah. another thing too. Is I don't. Like I don't Logan. think. I don't think Joaquin... Even that's even closer because you got the people that are involved. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is a functional villain. Mm-hmm. It, it was a story about a person, but... It's like a birth. I don't think he even... I don't feel like from this movie he continues on to become mm-hmm. like an active villain. Someone else does, though, yeah. because of it. And I think that's why it just yeah. like gives me that, like... Oh, you he were was saying like, he's like 30 years older than the Batman, too, right. though. So mm-hmm. he's like the, the... That was like the... He was the birth of the idea. And then, well, then with, on, the, with the riots and stuff. You like, get, like, new Jokers, you know? I don't know. I think you guys never watched Gotham, right? No. No, okay, yeah, like, yeah, there's other... There's twins in that, That's why right? I felt like... Well, because they didn't know the same thing, because, like, Joker was... Who, know, who knows who Joker really is in mm-hmm. that show for a little while. But... All there, and it's basically like villain porn because it was like, <laughs> hey, here's this villain, and here's this villain, and oh, yes, and here's the introduction to this villain. And like all the, the time, like, you know, Bruce Wayne's like 10. <laughs> like, wait, yeah, yeah. these people are going to be so old when he's fighting <laughs> them. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, what the heck? Like, I know there's like a lot of like focus on the villains in DC, but I think that's what a lot of people wanted because they're, you know, like mm-hmm. the. I, it's funny. I just got done watching um, With Great Responsibility because. Mm-hmm. Uh, heads up, anybody who's watching this on YouTube, YouTube has free movies now, and that's free on YouTube. But they were talking about how uh, the way that Marvel and Stanley differentiated their characters from DC was that yeah. they were people, and mm-hmm. DC were like they're gods, kind of. Yeah, well, kind of. They were like, you know, kind of like He Man is like the most, the least interesting person in his story. Yeah, and everybody else is interesting. Skeletor is like the most interesting person. Mm-hmm. So like Superman in the original incarnation of Batman, all of them kind of like like. He's a cool action figure, but we don't know anything about the person. And then as history went along, writers started like adding story, you know. Mm. So like for the Joker to kind of get like a character study, I think it's cool. So I would, and I think I feel like we got a little bit of that with Dark Knight, you know. So like I would kind of love to see like a high brow version of like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, you know. Mm. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, but like I didn't think Joker was possible. No, that doesn't sound know? ridiculous. Because mm. um, right now we have like the Fast and Furious version of Aquaman. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know if you could really do an Aquaman like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's an honor for for the character. I, I agree with you because because the thing is, like, Marvel was able to delve into all our characters because there was already character. You know, like yeah. the thing in with great power is a documentary about Stan Lee, um, which didn't age well because it has interviews with Ryan Singer and stuff in it. Oh. But uh, <laughs> um, they. They were talking about like how uh, the greatest, like the thing that most kids loved about Spider-Man when they first debuted the cartoon show, was that all the kids were like, "Peter Parker's me," mm-hmm. mm. you know. And he, and when he put the mask on, he was like anybody for the most part. Like, uh, right. I don't know. So like, he, he, he had it. girl problems. You know, he was in yeah. high school and all that stuff. So. Where Batman's just a brooding old man, and he's rich. Know. He's like the he, furthest from yeah. like relatable. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's definitely one of the biggest differentiations from Marvel and DC, at least back then, to mm-hmm. where you kind of Marvels were more like people 
mm -hmm. were given superpowers as opposed to mm -hmm. like you know people that you know were born or or kind of like made gods because of these mm -hmm. superpowers kind of right. like looking down like oh save all these young all these people as opposed to like in marvel they're like i am one of these people i need to do the saving that's why i had such an emotional reaction to wonder woman when it first came out because even though it's not nearly as deep like dive deep into uh the character as joker did it was the first time i think in the dc movies that we dove into something like that maybe with the exception of me i know dark knight got deep but like this it was like, I'm just used to Wonder Woman being like goofy Linda Carter, yeah. you know, spin around, lasso and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But to see that little bit of her, like seeing the pain of the outside world and then wanting to save it, was mm -hmm. like, oh, she cares about stuff. Right. You know, like, I don't feel like Aquaman really cares about stuff. Like, <laughs> like I don't feel like... Um, well, to be honest, Aquaman, kind of like how Black Panther is more like just taking care of Wakanda, mm -hmm. Aquapan, Aquaman in many iterations, <laughs> Aquaman in many iterations is just like... I'm just caring about Atlantis. Yeah, but even the movie, like, I don't feel like that. I just, I don't even, I don't, and I'm not saying Jason Momoa is a bad actor, but, like, I don't connect with anything about his character besides maybe his family. You know, like. <laughs> Big burly sexy dude. Honestly, Aquapan <laughs> is more of a, a real thing than than, J, than yeah. his character. As but it was, it was still cool to watch, like, seeing all the like, crazy special effects and stuff. Like, that's fun to watch, but yeah. I don't feel like. I related with any part of like Aquaman's like character. Yeah. Mm. You Made know, me want to like slam a beer and smack some, somebody in the ass. <laughs> play, play some metal. Yeah. <laughs> My hair, man. Hair, man. My man. I feel like, I don't, um, there's a guy in the DC uh, universe. Gosh, my brain hurts so bad sometimes. Uh, Lobo. Oh, is, Lobo, is, yeah. Uh, so he's like this intergalactic kind of like bounty hunter dude. And he's like, there's always metal. And he's got, it's almost like Ghost Rider where he has like this giant motorcycle. It's like an intergalactic motorcycle. He's ridiculous. <laughs> Beyond ridiculous. I, I really kind of feel like Momoa um, um, could could have been him too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Have you ever seen him? Huge gray Never seen Lobo? I think so. That sounds really familiar. He's enormous. Yeah. And he was yeah. a big, big uh, story arc in uh, was it Batman animated series was I think it in? might have been yeah, he was in Batman series. the animated series Aaron, yeah. and in uh, oh yeah I actually had that Justice action League. I had that action figure yeah that could definitely be Justin <laughs> he is just, yeah he's just like kind of metal he almost looks like Kiss plus yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just like a wrestler Momoa. yeah a wrestler yeah, yeah. And hilarious. So that all going back to say, do we ever find out Martin Scorsese co-produced Joker or not? Uh, like, I don't know. Which so is his comments about. Oh. Let me pull up the actual quote. Okay, I want I, I wanted to see this because I've heard it's a really good movie. Uh, I didn't want to see it for like a few other reasons. I don't like origin stories for they're just like you know this is how this happened, which what you're telling me now isn't exactly how this movie is, and a, a few other reasons. But what made me want to see this movie again? Was Martin Scorsese being like, well, you know, what comic book movies or blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, he's joining, <laughs> he's joining the ranks of like all those other idiots who got, who did Terminator and Titanic. Oh, uh, James Cameron. Cameron. James yeah, Cameron. Cameron yeah. and even Spielberg, I Spielberg, think. Spielberg, yeah. yeah. They were all complaining. Like all these old men, like, you know, it's like that Simpsons image of the old man shoots oh, yeah. hand Yell cloud. cloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yells at cloud. <laughs> like, come on, man. Just, and we love these and everybody seems to be loving it. They're making money. Like, it's just, why so, do you have to complain about movies? Scorsese said, I tried, you know, uh, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, this is talking about MCU films in particular. Yeah. Um, which is so weird. Cause like, I, 
Yeah. I saw that meme where it was like, was that something you posted? Where it was like a picture of uh, Wolf on Wall Street where DiCaprio was trying to get in between her, his wife's legs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she puts her foot on his face. Remember that scene? <laughs> no, I, don't I don't know if you I've guys saw, saw that movie. It. That movie's freaking <laughs> yeah. awesome. Or, and he, he, it's on the meme, it says MCU, and then it says real cinema <laughs> on her. Oh, gosh. So, uh, Samuel Jackson, like, I, I had one of my favorite oh, yes. like, responses where he said, um, that's kind of like saying Bugs Bunny ain't funny. Yeah. Films are films. Everybody doesn't like his stuff either. I mean, <laughs> we happen to, but everybody doesn't. There's a lot of Italian Americans that don't think he should be making films about them like that. Oh. Everybody's got an opinion. It's okay. It's not going to stop anyone from making movies. And then uh, James Gunn said, mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese is one of my five favorite living filmmakers. I was outraged when people picketed The Last Temptation of Christ without even seeing the film. Mm -hmm. And now I'm saddened that he's judging my films the same way. Um, and then I think, uh, what's the gal? Karen Gillian. I yeah. Think, uh, she also said something. Said something about that and stuff. And it's like, what, what an odd thing to say. Because like, I know, like I'd said before, like people consider MCU movies like the candy of like cinema or whatever. Yeah. But like, you can't say that it didn't convey like human experiences. Yeah. Did it very well. Because, well, that's the core of Marvel characters. Guardians are, of the Galaxy was all. Are like human experiences. that exactly? Yeah. And the Marvel characters we just talked about earlier are more on like a human field mm -hmm. than most of the DC ones. So it's kind of like you feel for those characters. Like I, there's a couple times in uh, Endgame that I cried. And it was just yeah. kind of like a couple tears down the side. You know, I wasn't like bawling, but you know, like, see, <laughs> like seeing Thor's journey throughout all the films. Mm -hmm. Like that's just one of the characters. And then in Endgame, when you got to see his mother, you know, mm -hmm. like who? Oh, I, I watched a Vanity Fair video with the guys who wrote Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah, and they said that they were being handed like the treatments of the other films to write Endgame. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we we got to Thor and they were like, Taika Waititi was like, you know what we're doing with Thor? Like, no, they flipped Australia catch up. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> And uh, they're like, he lost his like brother, his father, his mm -hmm. eye, like his his city. Like, like what does that do to a person? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what about uh, uh, Scott? I, I, I lost it when Scott came in and saw his daughter. Yeah. Like five years older. Like, you know. Well, Natasha and, and uh, Clint. Yeah. yeah seeing them battle it out to see who dies yeah like you get to see see their whole relationship right in front that of that whole eyes. movie is like emotion like mm -hmm. that whole last movie because it's a culmination of 10 years so it's just kind of it's weird and even like the so thought say that <laughs> the thought of like half the people on earth or in the universe but on earth specifically just disappearing mm -hmm. and you not having a control of who that is having to deal with it and then like return to some sort of normalcy you know mm -hmm. like um well, they, they alluded to some people like getting remarried and starting new families and yep. stuff. Like, like, how does that? What, what does that do to you? You know, exactly. Like, and I think that's what we're going to kind of gradually start exploring more of as the movies go along. You know, not a lot. I, yeah, I imagine but, we'll kind of tune, but but we live out. but we live in that world now. Yeah, where like they acknowledge that like people flipped out for five years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get the Scorsese thing. Like, I don't. I don't yeah. get the the Spielberg and the uh, who else was it? Wait, did Spielberg say something too? Yeah, he said something a while ago. He I, made Transformers. <laughs> he didn't make Transformers. He co-produced Transformers. But he was responsible <laughs> for Transformers. <laughs> Like, he's the one that said that it should be, like, a boy in his car. Yeah, like, I think he said something similar of, like, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was something like uh, comic book movie, movies will die out just like Westerns did. And it's like, uh, they're not the same. Like, I Westerns didn't really die out. They did. There was, like, a specific period of time where they, they were just making Westerns and Westerns and Westerns yeah. and then to where, like, people just got sick of Westerns because they were just yeah. everywhere. And But the thing is, like, Westerns are always in the same context. 
West. Yeah. <laughs> Guns, you know, gun tone, yeah. whatever. Like comic book movies aren't. Comic book movies are all over the place. There could be a com- comic book movie made in the West. You know, like it yeah. could be all over the place. So yeah, there's like teen movies, action. It's kind of why I love Logan because it felt yeah. Western. But comic book movies seem like the basis of like cinema. There's not very many differences to me if like a comic, like an MCU movie and like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You set up the rules for the world and then you exist in it and explore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, it, sound, it seems like the basis of like what a movie or storytelling would be. I mean, like Luke Besant would be like he'd be so mad if you didn't write an entire Bible about your script. <laughs> Am I going to take Endgame and say that it is better than Schindler's List? Like, okay, well, maybe not. But those are on two different like planes. Yeah, like, it's just weird. That's what I'm, I, I see where he's kind of going with it. So they're like, okay, well, it's not like a. Like an art, like an art movie, to where you know it's mm-hmm. going to move you in certain different ways and things you didn't see. Like, but no, it's definitely got a lot of other things that are grounded in what we do in real life. So I don't understand. I also wonder what he saw, or if he watched any of them. <laughs> well, like he, he said, he tried. Did he like jump in in the middle of Infinity War, like Endgame, or like the Ant Man movie, or something like? That? Or did he watch like Batman and Robin like twenty years ago and be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm never watching something like that again? Well, supposedly this was in rela- the, in context of the mcu films that was that supposedly that was the quote but like maybe he was on a plane somewhere and you know that's tough thor 2 was shown yeah but but that's (laughs) tough though like if you if you didn't have like the beginning to end experience like a lot of us did you know like did he make 23 movies all you know like in a row that all blew through the box office like no no hey goodfellas right i think he did goodfellas scorsese probably did goodfellas yeah Yeah, it kind of it kind of taints his legacy to me you know it's kind of like a music the the greatest artists kind of like see the value in everyone's work mm-hmm. like uh when conan was talking with kesha when she like blew up oh yeah and kesha was like why have you always been nice to me even when people like weren't and stuff mm-hmm. he was like he i see you work hard you know like and i don't know if like that's necessarily his taste in music but it's like hardworking artists recognize hardworking artists yeah you know regardless if you like love exactly what they do and stuff so for somebody yeah for somebody like him to be like Oh, it's beneath me because I'm old and established. It's like, yeah. sure, hmm. Thomas Wayne. <laughs> I hope the Joker offs you in your sleep. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a good segue right there. Back to Joker. Uh, make sure you guys check out all of our pod stuff. And be nice to other people. That's the, the, <laughs> the moral of the Joker. <laughs> For all you new guys, welcome to Yellow Spandex, where yeah. we talk about all kinds of awesome things. Yeah, we got quite a bit of new followers and new downloads this last few weeks, so thanks nice. for joining us. Mm-hmm. We put everything out on Wednesdays. That's right. So stick around for next week, and we'll see ya on Yellow Spandex.